Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Replatforming Podcast. I'm flying solo this week. Um, Paul, my co-host, is out in France at the moment. Have a very well-deserved uh, holiday and celebrate his birthday. Uh, so today I'm going to talk about a, a key question that often gets asked. I've been asked it loads of times and I know other people have asked this in public forums or to other consultants and that is, what's the best e-commerce platform for my business? It's a question that, that I often stop people and say, well, actually, in order to do this, there's a, there's a key series of questions that you need to ask before you can even work out the type of platform that will suit you. Because no e-commerce platform is 100% perfect fit for any business. Every platform comes with its own pros and cons. There are different models, different implications operationally of those models, and therefore the best thing to do is to, to work out the kind of questions you need to answer to help you decide the type of platform that suits you and then from that type of platform you can align the vendors in the marketplace that provide a platform that, that fits that model. So I'm going to talk you through a couple of um, questions I always ask and work through with clients to help them decide that the sort of platforms that best suit us. The first thing is budget. How much realistically do you have to invest in initial development? If you're only willing to spend a few tens of thousands, you have a small budget and that's fine, that's the reality for some small businesses, you're not going to be going out and looking at the likes of a Hybris, an IBM, a Salesforce Commerce Cloud. Realistically, you're looking at a fast accelerator store, something that where you've got loads of things built um, into the platform out of the box. Uh, so yeah, you could you could feasibly get a, shop, a Shopify store up and running within that budget if you had very simple set requirements where you stuck to what the core platform does and not trying to um, extend, customize or plug in lots of integrations. So budget's an important thing. And it's also to think about what the total cost that you're willing to spend. So there's upfront development cost, but there's also things like UX, UI design. So a platform that has pre-built themes where you can actually take a theme and, you know, with very minor customizations, have a website that looks, uh, um, uh, how, you know, looks good enough for you to be willing to accept from a brand point of view, will save you a lot of money than one where you actually just need to build out custom page templates, etc. The next bit is thinking about support and maintenance. Are you buying a platform where you will need a lot of resource? either internally to maintain a platform or you would need to pay an SI partner and pay them a decent amount of money per month um, because it's not provided for by the vendor versus do you want to invest in a SaaS platform like a Shopify or a, a big commerce where you're buying something where all of the applications will host in that whole environment and therefore all the scalability, um, you know, uh, application release, etc. is paid for within the license fee and therefore you don't have to worry about an additional support um, budget for like critical application support for example. The next bit is operational model. So where does an e-commerce platform fit in within the business? What part of the technology do you want to own and why? A good example of this is are you likely to want to have full control over the presentation layer so that you could create completely custom views uh, um, from an e-commerce point of view, dependent on the channel that you're selling to. So this could be the ability to have in-store kiosks that have a completely different look and feel and, um, and information architecture and user journey than your core online website. Um, you want to push out commerce capability into apps, into other devices, into channels, etc., where you want the ultimate flexibility where you don't want to be restricted by the storefront that an e-commerce vendor provides you. And this is where um, headless is, is, um, becomes more popular 
the ability to take e-commerce components via proven APIs or services and take that platform, push it into multiple front ends where the front end is maintaining the presentation layer, but the core application is being pushed in via API. So you don't have to recreate the e-commerce capability. It's provided by the vendor. So some people that suits well. Others don't want that. Others want to have a platform where they can literally just run an accelerator store where they take existing templates um, and the platform is provided all to them. And they don't want to have to you know, build out a, a custom front end in a you know, um, uh, JavaScript framework or they don't want to take a really flexible content management solution like Contentful and build their own um, front end uh, um, website and their own admin, etc. Others might like the idea of that complete um, flexible, custom, uh, customizable front end and decoupled architecture that Headless gives, but might not be ready for it. Therefore, they want to find a platform that has got robust and strong APIs, but they also have an accelerator store and templates that they could use out the box and then extend into a fully headless mode later on down the line. So platforms like BigCommerce are really well suited to this. They've got a um, you know, market-leading APIs. You could use them entirely headlessly, or you could actually just just take their kind of storefront starter kit, use their commerce capability, and then it then you know extends and change the front end as you go forwards. The next thing to consider is complexity of your solution. So, how many other um, systems does e-commerce need to plug into? That's when you know, the the flexibility of the platform, the API capabilities, also the proven connectors with third-party tools like ERPs. If you have uh, a lot of complex systems, say for example an international organisation where you might have multiple ERPs, warehouse management systems depending on the, the locations in the world, then the cost of a project will extend rapidly the more integrations you need to push into it where those integrations aren't existing. So you know, it's where each platform will have its proven connectors, whether it's a Salesforce Commerce Cloud or it's a Shopify or Big Commerce or a Shopware. The question is what tools do you currently use? Do platforms already have existing plugins, connectors, and proven integrations that can help um, de-risk the project, but also reduce some of the initial development cost? The next thing is, what admin tooling capabilities do you want to have access to? So, all platforms um, will have uh, admin interfaces. The question is, how extensive are they? You look at top-end enterprise tools, Hybrises, Salesforce Commerce Cloud, WebSphere's, there's a huge amount of functional capability within the admin tooling. However, not all the interfaces are equal, not all are as simple to use. Some require people with more technical knowledge in order to be able to use them. Some people, uh, some of the systems need more coding skills in order to be able to use some of the functionality within them. So you need to understand how easy is it to self-serve on the platform. So this means looking at things like product catalog management, uh, payment management, shipping and, uh, and returns management, content management, all of those areas where uh, business teams will need to go into a platform and do something, whether that is configuration, uh, editing, amending, or publishing new content. And linked to this is the amount of resource. You might want to be able to construct stuff in-house, but how much resource do you have to do this? If doing something within an admin interface is really simple, then actually you can do more tasks with a smaller team. If it takes a lot of time to execute something, whether it's a update to a product in the catalog or create a new promotion, that's going to eat up more of the time of your internal team. Now, if you have to understand not just whether a platform can do something, you know, tick the capability box, but how does it do it and how easy is it to do it at scale?
And the next thing is to look at critical functionality versus desired or you know could the classic Moscow thing must have versus could would etc. The reality is that there will be functionality that platforms can provide that you might not ever get around to using or the the uh, potential impact of that in terms of revenue or customer experience what it might be isn't significant enough to to warrant you having to put loads of time and effort into using those capabilities. So select the platform based on the core components that you'll be using day in, day out, because if those aren't right, that will have more of a material impact on your operational capability than if you outline uh, desirable capabilities that somebody might use once in a balloon moon. So those are some of the key things that influence um, the type of platform that you're best suited to. I think by framing it around these questions, it helps people to have a more honest discussion internally about what they're looking for before they even start to look at the vendor marketplace. Once you've done this, it's then more productive to go and look at things like you know, Gartner Magic Quadrants or Forrester Wave Reports and check out the key players in there, look at the pros and cons, and look at the models they provide. Are they SaaS? Are they platform as a service? Do they enable headless? Are they API first, etc.? All of those things. But if you, if you start off by understanding as a business what you need operationally, then you can match back to these vendors and platforms and make, hopefully, a smarter decision. So hopefully that's been useful. Um, if you want some um, backup reading on my website, digitaljuggler.com, uh, under the e-commerce replatforming section, there are some uh, e-commerce guides, and one of them is about what's the best platform for my business, where I run through this, um, and it's kind of good follow-up reading for you. And it, as always, if there are any questions off the back of this, then please feel free to give me a shout on social media via LinkedIn or Twitter. And do stay tuned for the uh, next podcast, and um, if, you, if you're not already receiving alerts, please do sign up on the website and replatform.fm. There's um, sign up for emails, and we let Anybody, everybody know as soon as a new podcast is available. Thanks very much. Bye.